and welcome back to a special edition of HR Talk. As you know, on these Friday chats, we've had a beautiful opportunities to sit down with some amazing people, not only here in the United States, but from across the globe. And today, we're going to reach back to a guest that was on in fall, and we're going to go all the way across that Pacific Ocean to the shores of sunny, beautiful Australia. Welcoming back to the program, Rachel Nelson. Rachel, how are you today? I am so excited to talk to you again, my friend. So excited. Well, it's been too long. You know, I, we, we bantered back and forth about maybe having you on a lot sooner and, and get into uh, some, some deeper HR stuff. And I can't thank you enough for agreeing to come back on the program now at this time. Well, I, I, I'm just honored that you reached out to me. And, um, yeah, and it's, it's actually been great to c- continue that banter since we uh, first had that, sh- that show together um, and get to know each other a bit more. And it's going to be great just to chat with you about what's been going on. You've had quite a bit going on, if I'm not mistaken. When we last met in fall, and for anyone that's intrigued, they could go back in the coffers of HR Talk to learn a little bit more about you. I believe you are the... Um, one of the first and maybe only SHRM certified HR professionals in all of Australia. Is that right? Yes, I was the first. Um, I'll never forget that exam. (laughs) (laughs) I do not plan to ever lose that credential. I'm not doing that exam again. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's that's an interesting thing that you mentioned there. There's been a lot of people lately talking about letting go of some of those credentials, maybe leaning a little bit more towards the HRCI side. Some people saying uh, maybe letting go of HRCI, sticking with SHRM. But once you finally pass that test, you really don't want to let that go, do you? Do you? I'm not letting that go. No. <laughs> I will I will let everything else go before I let that, those post-nominals go. <laughs> Love it. So from fall <laughs> till now, um, is it safe to say that you're still with the same organization? Because I don't think that's true, is it? There's been a little bit of a change, mm-hmm. hasn't there? I, I think little is, is underestimating it. It's been a lot. There has been so much that has happened since we last spoke, JC, that um, it, it's really, it, it's been like, um, well, create, creating a brand new company and not another entity. Um, so there's been a lot that's, that's happened in a very short amount of time and, you know, that's part of life. You um, you get back up and you keep going and you learn from what's happened in the past and you make sure that <laughs> you, you try not to have that experience again. We're going to have a great opportunity to get into the depths of all that coming up momentarily. But before we do, if you could just explain to the listening audience a little bit about you. Who are you? Where do you come from? And and how did you come up into the HR industry, real quick, if I may? Yeah, that, that's actually a really interesting question. Um, who am I and, and where did I come from? Um, you know, I still question that, JC. So, so growing up, I wasn't raised by my parents. Um, and I've only just got to know really my mum in the last um, last few years and also, you know, my, my dad. Um, saying that, and and this is sort of 
you know, intertwined as to how the Kennedy brand came about. Um, so growing up, I, I was told that my family was deceased. Um, and it wasn't until my dad got in contact with, with me when my youngest was, my oldest was three weeks, three weeks old. So she's now 15. And I found out I had all of this family that were alive um, and living in the UK. And then getting to know my mum, I found out that I had all of this family living in California. Oh, wow. Um, so it was like, you know, to, to try and um, to try and describe growing up, I, I really... I really can't because I don't know what is true and what, what's been falsified. Um, I've just got to go with what I know and um, build on that. And it's been amazing to get to know, um, you know, my mom and um, my, my family. And I have pre-COVID gone over and visited them quite a few times. And, you know, I have those beautiful relationships now, which, which I value very, very much. Let me ask you this, and through our discussion today, I'd like to put radical candor on the table. And if there's something that comes up at any point in time you're not comfortable talking about, just tell me, JC, no, let's move on, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah. So bluntly speaking, though, growing up, you you were adopted or raised by a foster family or relatives and and weren't weren't in the know of your own family history? Correct, yeah, yep. So raised by relatives, um, and they're you know, for, for their own reasons and, you know, heavens know what what they were. Um, yeah. You know, we were told that um, our family, our extended family were deceased. Um, so it was a bit of a, a shock to find out that uh, they're very much alive. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. Uh, how, how, did you, how did you come to learn that your mother and father were still here? So my, my dad actually called me um, one day. He'd, um, you know, he'd, he'd looked me up and he, he called me. And I actually thought he was an English telemarketer. Um, you know? <laughs> 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 and oh, it's man. your dad. And I went, oh. <laughs> so um, so but, that's how that came to but be. But in, yeah. in that moment, like... In, in your mind, in your heart, you're, you're raised at that moment thinking and, and feeling and understanding that this is someone that, that you lost at a, at a young age. You're, you're having to grasp with the reality that this person on the other end of the phone may actually not be a scammer or a liar. This may be the actual human, though, right? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't trying to sell me anything. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, it, it was it, it was a life changing moment. Um, How did that conversation? And, go? and um, oh, you know, it, it was it was fine and um, it was exciting. Um, and then when I found out I, I had family in the UK, um, you know, that was that was amazing to know that I wasn't on my own. Um, and then my family in the U.S. they actually tracked my mother down and found her, um, and that's how she got reunited with them. Um, and then it was when I was 
reunited with my mum um, that I found, you know, I had this whole other family in the US who they are the Kennedys. Um, and that's where I decided um, when I had to, um, you know, start another company from scratch again, I thought, you know, I, I'm not a knight because, I mean, that was my maiden name. I'm, I'm not a knight because I actually don't know who that person is. I, you know, I've been told I'm this and I'm not really a Nelson because that's my ex-husband's name and... He didn't sit that exam. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Understood. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I've been so blessed because I, I've done so much work in the U.S. to, to meet my family over there um, several times. And, you know, the way that they have just accepted me and loved me and just, made me feel like I am family yeah. because I am, um, I, I couldn't think of a better way to, to honour them and, you know, to really thank them than when I started my new company to, to name it, you know, Kennedy Global HR Solutions because that that's who I am. And, I, and I'm so proud of that. I'm so proud of that and I'm, I'm so thankful for, experiences that I've had to date to um, to bring me to this point um, and then building that brand you know when you go through you know building your brand values yes. um, you know I said to, to my digital media specialist I said you know I really want the brand to reflect belonging and value and family because that means so much to me and that, that's what I want to impart to, to people I work with and, you know, clients that I, I work with that, you know, I, I want to be a part of them, not just an external service provider as such. I, right. want, I want to know their business, understand their business, to know their people, to, to really help them be the best that they can be because that's what my family has done for me, my family in the U.S. and my family in the U.K. It's, it's just been, it's been amazing. I have a million questions already about the business and, <laughs> and the transition of the building of the new brand. But before we get there, mm-hmm. um, still focusing on your family for a moment, did, did you mm-hmm. learn that, that you had siblings, brothers or sisters or, or was it more extended family that, that you didn't realize you had, aside from learning that your mother and father were, were still here? Yeah, I mean, I, I do have siblings. and I, I did grow up with my elder sister um, and her, for an unknown reason, has, has chosen a different path. Um, okay. And that's fine. That That's her journey. Um, yeah, no, I knew that I had brothers and I have met them well, just a couple of times um, and they were up from my dad's side. Um, yeah, so it's it's more the extended family that I had no idea about. Well, not only no idea about, I was told they were dead. So Right. How, how, how was that moment when you first had that opportunity to to actually meet your mother 
What was that um, like? Well, it, it's more getting to know her um, on on a deeper relationship now, which has been amazing. Um, you know, I, I took her away last last weekend, um, and that was our first ever holiday ever together. Um, and just to lay in her lap was, you know, that's something that I'll never forget, and, and I'm not going to ever take that for granted. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to, to do that growing up, um, but, you know, to put my head in her lap and to be able to just sit and talk and learn about her life experiences and, you know, how difficult it was for her and, and how difficult it, it still is. Um, you know, it, it's I'm I'm so blessed to have that relationship with her. So blessed. A lot of people talk about how it's important to compartmentalize what we have outside of work and not let that impact our day to day. But mm-hmm. when you're facing the world <laughs> as a business owner and you you've built a brand and and you're in business with people that you trust. And, and you're moving forward with that brand and doing amazing things. Sometimes these external forces in your life, there's no way to compartmentalize and keep that out. There's just not. And when we break it down to just the thought of, of learning about your family and that extended growth, that's one thing. But when we think about where you were in fall with your business and where you are now, what happened? What's transpired that led you to build a new brand? Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I, as you know, we, we did have a successful uh, successful brand. Um, my partner and I, you know, we were together for four years and we did have a, a, a very successful um, company or two companies. Um, unfortunately, I guess, you know, trust is a rare blessing um one of the lessons that I have learned from that is to trust your gut instinct and um you know unfortunately you know we separated we parted ways and it was it was very difficult um unfortunately there were other people involved and there was a, there was a lot of hurt it was extremely traumatic and you know the loss that you know, not only losing someone that you've trusted but you love so much, but you've also built a company from scratch, you know, from, you know, writing and drafting down the, the logo on napkins to creating a, a global organisation, um, to lose that as well, um, it was hard. Yeah. It was so hard. Yeah. We, yeah. Um, did did that all happen at at one time, uh, or or was this gradual over a period of time? I, I I presume from the way you're saying it that there was there was a tipping point, there was a breaking point, there was something traumatic and 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 a clear break that had happened. But at that time, uh, is it a complete loss of clientele? Is it a complete loss of all business at the same time? Are you instantly in a battle of trying to um, regain your day-to-day functionality in the human resources space, or are you 
left with nothing start starting from scratch and and there is no battle it's it's an uphill battle against yourself to start something new yeah yeah i mean i'll i'll take it back to the point of you know sometimes when you have an instinct it's best to trust that instinct um and i probably should have trusted that instinct a lot earlier on um what was the instinct what was it ah that that um, you know, something extremely personal, personal. Um, but like I said, there was, there was other people involved and, and it was very, and you had that very feeling. difficult. Right. You had that yeah. feeling like something just wasn't right. Something's not right here. I don't trust yeah. the situation, even though I'm being told one thing, it's feeling mm-hmm. like something else. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it got, got to a point where, um, yes, I did, I did lose everything. Um, I did end up in hospital because my heart went and, you know, I've been on heart medication since then. Um, it, it was a very traumatic experience, but also a time of just resetting. And, you know, I, I sort of said this when, um, you know, when my husband left. Um, so I was married for 18 years before um, my former partner and I were together. And, you know, I said, no matter what, I'm in this situation now. I have to rebuild my life again. I may as well do it in a way that I love because I can either be a victim to to the situation or I can create a life that, you know, is meaningful and has value. Um, And I guess I carried that through to... Um, where I am now and you know I'm not going to sit here and say JC that it's been easy because it's been so hard um, you know to grieve that loss of someone that you thought you'd spend the rest of your life together with the loss of you know two companies that you helped build from scratch um, and just the the emotional and mental um, pain that went on with that was I, I guess that was another transformate transformative moment in my life that you know it's, it's one of those points that you think okay I've got to reset again yes. um, yeah and, and it's given me such a new perspective on what my values are and what what's important to me um, and Starting, um, starting the Kennedy brand, going back to, you know, value. The core, and the family, the, the root. Core, right. Yeah, the belonging. And, you know, I guess my value now is, you know, in t- talking about the business is, you know, transforming the, the workplace through passion, wellness, inclusion, and, and neurodiversity. And, um self-care and wellness is something that I am so passionate about because whether we like it or not, like, like you mentioned before, what we have in our personal life, it transcends into the workplace. You know, we're not robots. True. And we need to ensure that our, our workplaces really understand and value what wellness and self-care is. You know, it, it's not just 
saying, yes, we've got an EAP program or, yes, you can go to yoga once a week and we'll cover that. It's really understanding what each person needs. We're all individual. Um, what self-care means to me might be something completely different to what self-care means to you. Well, let's, let's, um, let's be honest here, Rachel. I mean, there's so many, so many leaders, so many thought leaders that it's, it's taken a long time for people to come around to the thought process that emotional oh. intelligence is more than a soft skill. And to many old hat oh, leaders, yeah. it's still a soft skill. And some of those old hat leaders are just frozen right in the middle. They're not going to change. You could put organizational effectiveness and, and, and vision and foresight into effect, and it will not adjust anything. They're frozen in these old mindsets. So here you are. You, oh. you have a recentered focus. You have that self-care that the holistic approach to human care yeah. and compassion, probably not just for the sake of, of the self, but organizationally, that has to benefit uh, a leader Absolutely. and an organization above and beyond anything that they've had before, right? Absolutely. And and something that, you know, I, I love and, I, and I'm doing myself at the moment um, is it's called an exhaustion detox. And What's that? I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if you, you got to read my um, my LinkedIn post yesterday of talking about you know the value of rest and the different types of rest and you know it's not just getting enough sleep. It's you know your mental rest, your emotional rest, your spiritual rest, physical and social rest. Um, so this this exhaustion detox is something that. Um, it, it's, a, it's a company which I love the founders. I love their their value of wellness and, you know, they want to, we share the same value, they want to impart really the true meaning of wellness into organisations. And so they do these different sorts of um, wellness strategies and one of them at the moment is exhaustion detox. And it, it, it takes you takes you through, I guess, resetting your body and your mind, you know, to a point where, you know, you're not feeling that burnout, you're not feeling that exhaustion. It's giving you tips and strategies into nurturing yourself so you can be the best person that you can be, not just in your personal life, but in your professional life. All right, all right. Though. And, I, I have to ask, though, this this must be a very rigid program that says you're going to start on Monday and you're done by Thursday, like a juice detox, nope. right? Right. Uh, it's the same for everyone <laughs> across the board, right? No, it can't be that way. It can't be. It It, it is. It is so um, flexible, Okay. but it gives you, and, and it's free. If you head over to, to Swish and it's, com. If you head over to Swish and, you know, you sign up for this, you know, exhaustion detox, it gives you tips and strategies that shows your modifications to your diet, um, things that you can do before bedtime to ensure that you get the best possible rest that your body needs. Um, and they, they do also have wellness products, which I do use. And, you know, I'm so passionate about them because they have, completely um recharged me um to the point where you know i can start to rebuild my life again and you know i'm 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 such a believer in wellness that 
like I said, it shouldn't just be the EAP program. It shouldn't just be, you know, yoga activities once a week or social activity once a week. It should be, you know, here's some wellness products in, in the kitchen next to your coffee and tea. If you want to have your, your super greens, have your super greens. If you want to have, you know, these different supplements, ha have these. Here's some programs that you can actively use in your personal and professional life to, to give you that that rest that you need that, you know, well, Dr. Dalton Smith. Let's be honest here, though. There's going to be people out there that say this. They're, they're going to say that, that that stuff's ridiculous. That stuff has no place, no bearing. They're, they're going to say all you got to do is grab a can of Foster's, suck that down real quick, and just just droop on, right? Uh, and, you know, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. And, and like I said to you, self-care is different for, for everybody. But if you can make it the best self-care program for your organization that's possible, then you're going to get the best out of your people. So if, you know, you're going to see your... So if you if you have, say, two or three employees, and they have different backgrounds, different problems, different ways that they, they look at life, and you're thinking about uh -huh. the exhaustion, you're thinking about the way that this affects them, well, employee A may get over something and, and may learn faster and may adapt quicker to a, a different way of life and being that may only take them a few days or someone else it it could take them a longer span of time with an approach like this with with the potential of inclusion into the workforce with this mindset is it's more it, of that long lead approach right exactly and that that's where you know leaders we need to understand the neurodiversity of, of our of our workplace you know, we need to, to truly be passionate about our people. And, you know, if, if we're not understanding what wellness is to employee A to what wellness is to employee B, then, you know, we're, not, we're really not understanding our workplace very well at all. Oh, but wait, wait, Rachel, Rachel, we all heard it before. Just give everyone a disc profile, have everyone, you know, assessed <laughs> and evaluated. Get them on the table and the board that way. And uh, from there, you know what we're going to do? Everyone at 9 a.m., let's go outside. We're going to line up and we're going to take a walk together. And by 9.05, we're done. And make sure you're in line. And if you're not in line and you're doing the wrong thing, then you're going to be put on suspension and probation. And I'm going to put all these limits up. It's, it's creating, it's it's a manufactured stress at that point from a place that seems to be genuine because they heard about it in a conference, but it's not genuine in the reality of things. It's, it's not. I mean, have your one-on-ones with your staff. Understand your staff at a deeper level. Not like everyone is not the same and we need to understand that. And, you know, I think this is one of... Um, one of the greatest resets of our time that we can just stop and reassess what our workplace is and you know we've we've all been working from home we've all been you know trying to engage with our staff and and coming back into the workforce how are you you know what what is happening in your world you know how can we help you to be the best person you can be you know, it doesn't have to be difficult. It just has to be diverse and and inclusive. And wellness is different for everyone. All right. So you're you're that HR leader 
that has the opportunity mm-hmm. to push into an organization. Let it be as a consultant or on a contract basis or whatever. And the environment that you're walking into is an environment where it's it's been more rigid for a very long time. The burnout is taking hold. No one has these regular weekly discussions let it be for 15 minutes or an hour 15 whatever is needed just to touch base with those employees how do you change that mindset how do you how do you convince the leaders that are in place to follow you on this journey to to buy into the thought process that this is something that they need to do what is that key pivot point for you in moving forward you know i i think sometimes in this C-suite, you, you need to talk in the, the, the way they understand, which is the bottom line. And, you know, how much does it cost to replace an employee compared to how much would it cost to bring out the best in that employee? It uh, doesn't have to be difficult. I'll keep the employee guessing, though, right? Keep, uh, keep the employee under the blanket, understanding and knowing that they could be replaced tomorrow and strike the fear in their hearts so that they keep working <laughs> hard, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, no, no stress in that in, involved in that at all. Yeah, right. But we, you and I both know that's how it is with a lot of them out there. You know, it still exists yeah. that way in so many workforces, unfortunately. It, it does. And that's where, you know, I want to bring in this perspective that let's change that. Let's change and let's see the difference because it is going to be positive. You know, how can wellness not be a positive change in people and i love it It, i'm so passionate about so passionate now about what wellness means to an individual what psychological safety in the workforce is how we nurture ourselves um you know these last 12 months have been so you know, challenging personally for me, yeah. but it's given me a mindset, you know, of of resetting and and of value and you know what what brings out the best in people. When did you establish Kennedy? Was that a few months ago, right at the start of the year, at the end of last year? Yeah, was it at the at the end of last year? Um, no, I didn't want to be in a place where I, you know, again, having that um, victim mentality or um, sitting around, you know, not doing anything. I wanted to use this experience as a springboard for launching something. Um, and I knew it would be in the HR space. Um, you know that that's where my industry is um, but using the lessons I've learned in psychological safety and wellness that's the, that's the point of difference that I have um, and, and I love it I love I mean you you've seen my social pages you know the stuff that I drink and yes <laughs> the, the, the exercise that I do and you know taking those as like Dr. Dalton Smith says, those micro acts of rest during the day, you know, don't save it up for Saturday and Sunday and then try and get your rest in one block. 
you know, do micro acts of rest during the day and, and do what nurtures you, what, what wellness is to you during the day and you are going to come out so much stronger, with so the, much. With, with the brand, with the business, with everything as it is right now, is it just yourself? Do you currently have partners? Are you seeking others to, to join you in this journey with your firm? Uh, where, where are you positioned at this time? Yeah, so the Kennedy Global brand, I mean, that operates globally. Um, I've also partnered with Elias Recruitment uh, here in Australia. Um, and Elias Recruitment, they, they've been around for over 20 years and they are industry leaders, um, specialised recruiters in, um, in the legal sector. So, you know, I... I've known Jason for, for years now and, um, you know, we had a conversation and decided, you know, we're going to set up um, Legal HR, which is specialised HR support for law firms. Um, so that's the niche here in Australia as well. Um, so, you know, there, there's a lot of things going on um, and it's very exciting, um, but, Underneath it all, it, it, it is giving that personalised value, sense of belonging and understanding to our clients. I love it. I love it. Where do you see yourself heading forward from here? If, if, if you paused at this moment in time, right here at the, the start of your weekend, the end of the week, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. think about five years, ten years down the line, where are you? What's next? Where does this go? You know, I, I really love the work that I do in the U.S. Um, I loved working um, you know, with the U.S. military in their, their MILTSIV program and really supporting people in their, their search for, for a new career um, and providing that really value-added HR support. So in five years' time, I, I want people to know that, the, you know, Kennedy Global is the go-to for the, the professional services that, that they need and legal HR to be that specialised niche support for, for law firms. You know, I don't plan to be small. I never have. I've got big, big dreams, big yes. plans, and I'm pretty, um, pretty determined, pretty resilient. Um, and I think, you know, having that that differentiation of being so passionate about people's wellness um, and what makes them the best that they can be, I think that's going to be a huge factor in our success. You talk about wellness, you talk about uh, the future from a positive perspective. I know that you are someone that has the fire in the belly to do great things. You've already done it one, two, three times in the past. You're going to do it again. You're already doing it right now. But I have to Uh ask you this, truly. When When you pause to reflect on some of the things that have happened, and you talk about the traumas, the bad times, is there... And I hate to ask it this way, but I have to. Is there any resentment or hatred? Is there something driving in your soul that says, I am going to be better than that person? Does that fuel you? Or are you driven 
by yourself as a strong, independent individual looking to make a, a way for the future? I mean, we all have that little little devil on the shoulder that tries to push us from time mm-hmm. to time, right? Is is that yeah. <laughs> part of the day-to-day? Do you try to shove that off to the side? How hard is that? Where does that fit? I, I guess I'm not allowed because that is just going to, you know, hold me back. Um, I've, I've allowed forgiveness in my life. Um, you know, there's no point in dwelling on the past um, unless it's going to serve a purpose. And, you know, I believe I'm, I'm here for a purpose. I'm marked for, for a purpose and I've got a lot of value to give people. Um, and, and I also, you know, I, I want to be that inspiration to my, my two girls um, that no matter what life throws at you because it will um you know you've got to just you know sit with that sit with that emotion let that emotion happen because you don't just want to you know box it away and never deal with it but deal with it and move forward stronger for it how do you how do you properly redefine or define yourself to individuals that may see you differently they may have known you a year two years four years ago they see you now Uh and you're a different person you're heading down a different path they have preconceived notions in their mind of what they heard or what they saw or what they know compared to what they think they know compared to the reality of the situation what advice would you have I mean, for I, anyone trying to rebuild themselves and define themselves in the eyes of others? Just be kind. You know, you, you don't know what people are going through. Um, and certainly, you know, people that, um, you know, follow me on, on social or, um, you know, that I, I've worked with, they didn't know that I spent four months at Ronald McDonald House with my daughter as she learned to walk again. But I sat there with my laptop every day and I continued to work. And it's that, you know, it's that line that's blurred between your, your personal and, and professional. Um, but just just keep going and just be kind to each other. And like I said, understand what wellness is. And, you know, for me, I, I was so fortunate that, you know, I I had friends that would constantly touch base with me, you know, how are you? How are you today? And I can't be grateful enough for the support of Ronald McDonald House and the, the Sydney Children's Hospital at Westmead for um, the care that they provided my child. And... You know, to see your child not being able to walk after, you know, a surgery um, yeah. and she wasn't able to walk for, for three months, um, yeah, that's a traumatic experience. Do I resent it? No. I'm actually grateful for it. You know, I got to, to be with amazing people, um, you know, we in shared situations, you know, people that were there watching their children you know navigate cancer and you really 
you really see a different side to the world that not a lot of people are exposed to. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's where my journey of, of wellness started and, um, you know, where I got in contact with, with Sally and Maha and started, you know, on their their programs because I needed that that energy. I needed to nurture myself to be able to be the mum that Ella needed me to be and also the to run a business yes. that needed to be run, yeah. <laughs> um, to, to be a mum, to be a friend, to to be so many hats. Um, you know, so it, I think... Rachel, it's, it's crazy when you think back in your life. I don't know about you, but when you go back to when you were young and you think about uh, these things in the future, you think about what life is going to be. And as the curveballs of life keep coming, they keep hitting you. And you roll with those punches and you grow and you develop and you change and you change and you change again. And that maturity takes uh-huh. hold. It's a, t- it's a totally different level of, of life and existence in this world than, than what some people normally experience. You're, you're living it. You've lived it. You have this with you now. It's changed you through that uh-huh. process. You sought the right things to set you on a path. It ignited a fire, right? It has, and, you know, as you said, you know, you can be resentful or you can be grateful for those life experiences. And, you know, there's been so many more that, you know, have been hard and, and traumatic. Um, but when when you've got that heart of forgiveness, when you've got that heart of purpose, um, that love and passion for people, and I guess you are quite determined, far in the belly sort of person, you know, I'm going to make a change in people's lives. I want to make a change in people's lives. I want to bring out the best in people, in the best in organisations, because that that has what has meant so much to me. Um, and that's what the Kennedy brand means to me. You know, my family over there has really brought out the best in me and they've supported me yeah. through very difficult you know 12 months and i'm so grateful for that did did you ever think about letting it go though didn't you didn't you ever have the thought cross your mind at one point in time you know hey char it it might be time to let this go maybe maybe i need to head down a different path Hmm. i'm not sitting that exam again jc I knew there was a driving force and that that exam stokes the fear that keeps the flame burning. I'm telling you, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I, think I, was, I was just born with a, a, a passion for people and a passion for purpose. And, um, and it's just, it, it's just changed Yeah. in, you know, the, the last 12 months it, it, it's grown and there's been a lot of, um, knowledge that has come with that and as painful as it has been um, it's it's I'm going to be grateful for that experience so many many students are graduating with their masters in in human resources and in HR here in the United States around this time of year uh-huh. there's going to be a lot of professionals heading out into the industry taking that next step in their career no matter what their uh-huh. age is 
And, and when we think about instilling some some thoughts, uh, some some advice from your perspective to your peers across the globe that will mm-hmm. be listening to this, what are a few things that you want to share with them to just think about for their future yeah. for the next five to ten years? I mean, you, you you don't learn everything from a textbook, do you? You don't learn everything from an exam. Um, take those lessons that have happened to you in life and use them to serve a purpose. Um, use them to become a positive in life. Trust your gut instinct. That's one thing. That's a huge thing that I've learned. Um, to, to, to go with your instinct and that trust is a rare blessing but give it to yourself, believe in yourself and anytime there's that little bit of self-doubt yeah. do something that makes you more determined um, more passionate about what your purpose is Serve yourself well. Serve yourself well. I love it. I love it. Ultimately, a fantastic way to put the icing on the cake of a, a fantastic conversation here. Rachel, where are the uh, the best ways people could find you, find your business, and, and reach out to you should they desire? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm a people person. I love, I love to chat. I love to mentor. I would love it if people got in contact with me and, you know, they can contact me via my socials, um, LinkedIn, Rachel Nelson, and that's Rachel with an A-E-L um, and Nelson, N-E-L-S-O-N. Um, then Instagram, um, LHR for legal HR, so LHR underscore legal HR. You can contact me there. Or you can send me a text because I will respond. Um, and for all of my beautiful US people, it is plus six one four nine zero eight zero four eight six zero. And I would absolutely love to hear from you, Rachel. It's been a pleasure to have you back. There is so much more for us to get into at another time, talking about specific laws and situations i'm intrigued by your veterans programs and things that you're doing and have Mm. done there um i'd still love to have you back on for a regular show with ricky bias and uh try to take this to that other business level of things but truly i can't thank you enough for opening up for sharing your story for for sharing the the growth and and change into what has become the kennedy brands there and uh could we foresee a, a name change to Rachel Kennedy in the future? You know, I, I have thought of that. Um, my two children, you know, their surnames are Nelson. Um, so that that is the only reason that I haven't changed my name. Um, but, you know, if one day they, they grow up and, you know, have their surnames changed, then I will be a Kennedy because I am a Kennedy. Love it. Rachel, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for coming back on HR Talk to our brand new Friday chats and for being our spotlight this week. Ladies and gentlemen, drive safe, 
Have a good night. Thank you so much, Ricky. <laughs> Ricky, thank you so much, Stacey. <laughs> Oh, I'm it's okay. You know, <laughs> people confuse us all the time. You know, he's the he's the big Puerto Rican guy. I'm the I'm the hairy, pale skinned. You know, <laughs> just because you mentioned Ricky before, and I, I've missed my friend Ricky as well. You got Ricky yeah, well, on the brain. I'm actually, I'm actually parked outside my favorite florist, and I'm I'm actually going to go buy myself a bunch of flowers because that's my self care for the day. You deserve it. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy.